on episode 463 of Nintendo Switchcraft. First impressions, legal wins for Nintendo, weird accessories, and what's coming in 2020. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, listeners. This is Joel Mead24 from the Run, Jump, Stomp Discord community. You're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. To Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on my uh, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Complicated, and I think I said their name right. It was spelled really weird. If you want to know how it's spelled, check out my show notes over at runjumpstomp.com. All right, this is this particular episode is 463, so you can find it. Uh, you can get Switchcraft and all of my other content ad free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. And with that, let's get into the show. I've got two things that I want to talk about first, and both of these are going to be YouTube videos. They're not posted yet. I will post them later on tonight, um, but you'll, you'll be able to check out those videos over on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash run jump stomp. Let's start off with a game called Super, I'm uh, not Super, um, Speedrunners, sorry. Uh, Speedrunners is this really cool game. I've talked about it on the show before, and I've been excited that it was coming, and I finally got to play it on, on the Nintendo Switch. Um, you are a superhero, and you just have to race against other superheroes. You get things like ice blocks and grappling hooks and missiles homing missiles and you run it's a 2d platformer you run in basically a loop around the city and the camera focuses on the front runners you know the the, of the four people who are who are racing you might be able to do more i don't know Uh, but of the four people who are racing it focuses on the people who are in front and every time you do a lap around the city the screen will get smaller there'll be an explosion around the outside and the screen will get smaller and if you are far enough back that you get left out of the screen then you're out of the race and it's it's back it's it's down to whoever can live the longest by being out in front now uh, you can jump and use a grappling hook to swing from uh, certain ceilings you can do a uh, uh, press X in order to slide underneath uh, objects, and of course press A to use your uh, a different grappling hook to grapple a hold of somebody in front of you and basically trade places with them. Uh, fire a missile, uh, drop a block behind you, freeze people in front of you, do a big laser blast. All of these different things that you can do based on which power up you pick up. It's kind of like Mario Kart in that way. It is incredibly fun, and if you want to check out my first look, please do over on my YouTube channel. But I have to say, like, uh, I hope. I mean, there's a lot of Nintendo Switch consoles out there, but my hope is is that the Nintendo Switch is popular enough. I mean, they've sold 50 million in the last uh, almost three years. Um, I hope that enough people pick up this game to make it 
viable to play online because playing by yourself not super fun playing playing with other people in the room that's awesome that's without a doubt awesome but playing by yourself is uh, against bots is not fun playing online is awesome but when I did my first look, uh, admittedly, I didn't really give it very much time to find me a match, but I couldn't find a match. Now, that could be because I was being impatient, uh, because I knew I was recording it. Uh, so I don't know. Hopefully, there are enough people that pick up the game that uh, that it will have a thriving community because it's a really, really good game, and I am a fan of it. All right, let's also talk about another game that I did a first look on, and that is Hypercharge Unboxed. It is this, seems to me like a tower defense game. I thought it was a first-person shooter. It is a first-person shooter tower defense game, and you play as toys in, like, uh, it looks like I'm in a storage room. The, the, The level that I played, it looked like I was in a storage room, and I have these three nodes that my job is to defend these three nodes from uh, these robots that we're attacking. And there's currency that I can go around the map and pick up. I can uh, like pick up these coins and I can use those coins in order to buy things like traps or build walls or put down like a poison trap, uh, which is really cool. And the robots will like almost like parachute out of the sky and then attack one of the, or or multiples of these nodes. Now, some of the robots are blue and some are red. I only played one level, so I don't know uh, what other stuff is out there. Uh, But the red robots, they will like start sprinting towards your enemy. And I want to put, I want to make sure that I clarify, if you go and watch the video, for the first half of the video, I was kind of complaining that overall, The controls felt really, really clunky. The reason for that is because what I didn't realize is that motion controls were on. And once I realized that and I adjusted the motion controls, I really, really liked the way that the motion controls felt. And it almost felt like a different game. Uh, Overall, I would say that Hypercharge Unboxed, if it has a good online community, could be a really, really fun game where you... Uh, just get together with the other players and try and defend this point is very interesting. And I'm looking forward to playing more of it um, as as more people end up picking it up. Now, the developer, when they emailed me about this, they said, please let everybody know that we're a very small team and we're working on bug fixes and stuff. And there's really not a good tutorial right now. Like they were upfront about all of the things that were kind of wrong with the game. And so I'm not going to count any of that against them. They said they're a small team of five. They're not a triple A studio and they know that they've got a lot of work ahead of them. But this, this game, I think it it kind of caught them by surprise how many people were like, Oh, you know, they sat up and were super interested in it. Um, So I'm looking forward to finding out more about the game and playing it more. And I think that it's, it's definitely promising. So those are two really, really promising games that I got to play today and I'm really happy that I did because I liked both of them a lot. And I can't wait to play more of both Speedrunners and Hypercharged Unboxed. Uh, if you end up going to my YouTube channel and watching those videos, make sure that you leave a comment in the uh, comment section and let me know what you think of, of those games. You can also get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. I, I usually save uh, save all of the comments up and do a Saturday show. 
Uh, that's the plan anyway. And make sure you use the um, the hashtag AskRJS if you have questions or comments about those games as well. All right. I want to start off um, now that we've got uh, my my first um, first impressions of those games out of the way. I want to talk about this um, this lawsuit that's happening over in Germany. Now, you know, I'm bringing up on the website. We've got this German website here that we're looking at. Uh, Bill, you speak German? That's impressive. No, I, I don't. I don't speak German. Um, uh, but I already kind of know what the story's about. So uh, I can't get the exact details for you here from, uh, you know, translating it from German. But let me just tell you what's going on here. Germany... And I believe other other countries have have sued Nintendo. And the reason that they sued Nintendo was because Nintendo would take a pre-order for a game on the eShop. And then they would say, you are not allowed to return that. You can't cancel your pre-order. And in some, some certain countries, that is categorically against the law. Like, they just, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to not take not not let people cancel a pre-order so um they got sued it just happened that in court it is now they're no longer sued like they they won the court the court case nintendo won the court case and so now i don't know how german law works i'm not sure if it's going to go to an appeal an appellate court or anything like that which is what would happen here in the states um but now it looks like Nintendo can continue to say, ah, forget you people. Uh, we're we're going to um, take your money and we're not going to uh, let you cancel your pre-order. Now, we there was a kind of a small discussion happening in our community Discord over at um, runjumpstomp.discord.com. Is that right? No, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Sorry. Um and people were trying to, you know, they were they were kind of arguing back and forth about whether or not it made sense for the for this particular uh, ruling, or if Nintendo was doing anything wrong. Now, in my opinion, it is anti-consumer for Nintendo to take a pre-order and then not allow you to uh, give that or get your money back on that pre-order. And somebody might say. Uh, well, hold on a sec, Bill. You know these people knew ahead of time that they were taking a that they're buying the game ahead of time. Shouldn't they only do this if they um, if they have already made a decision about the game? And I can see that point of view. However, we live in a in a time where things in the gaming industry feel very very fluid. And games come out that are not done. And like there's a game that's coming out and you're like, oh, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to pre-order it because maybe there's like some cool pre-order bonus stuff like uh, pre-order and get this cool skin or, you know, this extra level or whatever it is that they that they do to try and get people to pre-order. But then the reviews start to come out and people start panning the game 
I would like to be able to get my pre-order back. I want my money back. I don't want this game because everybody said how awful it is. Now, for me personally, I tend not to pay attention to the reviews. I, I tend to just uh, make up my own mind about stuff. And for the most part, I don't pre-order very many games unless I really, really know that that's a game that I want. So this doesn't really apply to me, but I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that does that it does apply to. And I think that it's a bad decision on the court's part. It's an anti-consumer decision on Nintendo's part. And I do hope that German law allows for uh, appeals and things like that. And I hope that this goes up to a higher court and gets overturned because I, overall, I think that in, at the end of the day, this is, in my opinion, a bad thing for the gaming industry as a whole. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from a sponsor. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about Doom Eternal. Stick around. Hey, Bill, this is Anna, a.k.a. Sorrel Clay. Just wanted to say, keep up the great work. And Nintendo Switchcraft is an amazing podcast. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Uh, we've got a, a, uh, a story about Doom Eternal. If you didn't know, the Doom 2016... An amazing game. If you haven't played it, pick it up. If you can pick it up someplace other than the Switch, pick it up someplace other than the Switch. But if you can't get it anywhere but the Switch, then get it on the Switch because it's a fantastic first-person shooter. It's really, really great. Now, Doom 2016 doesn't run super well on the Nintendo Switch. It runs pretty good. In fact, I would say it's impressive how well that game runs on the Nintendo Switch. The company that did the port, who is the same company that ported Rocket League, if I remember correctly, and their name, their name is escaping me. I can't remember the name of that company. I'm sure somebody in chat will let me know. Um, That game doesn't run super well on the Switch, but the company that did the port did an amazing, amazing job. And Johnny Link just let me know. He called it Panic Button is the name of the company. Thank you very much. I forgot about that. So Panic Button Software, they did the port. They did a great job. Uh, Doom Eternal executive producer says that the game is coming to Switch a bit later than the other versions. Now, somebody might be upset about this. I can understand if you were hoping to get it day and date with the other consoles. But look, my, my opinion on this is that it's better to have the game come later and have it be a better game then have the game come sooner and have a whole bunch of things not work very well. Uh, It's kind of funny. At the beginning of the show, I was talking about hypercharged unboxed and how 
You know, the developer has said that this is very much a work in progress. Keep in mind, this is not a that's not a triple A team. They need probably the influx of people buying their game in order to continue to work on it. If I'm going to guess that that happens a lot uh, for for uh, Doom, that's a triple A team. They've got buckets of cash coming out of their ears and uh, they can afford to say, you know, what? let's just hold off and find out how this is going to work. You know, Joel Mead 24 in chat says, what's wrong with 50 gigabyte day one patches? E- exactly. You know, that that's the kind of thing that we don't like, but would definitely happen if they rush Doom Eternal. Uh, I, I have to say, I'm really excited for Doom Eternal. I'm probably not going to get it on uh, Switch. I'm probably gonna, going to end up getting it on Stadia because um it's going to be a better experience it's going to be higher frame rate it's going to look better and i can still play it on every screen um so that's probably where i'll I'll end up playing doom eternal but if you don't have an xbox a ps4 a stadia or a pc if you don't have any of those and you only got a switch i bet you you're gonna have a blast with doom eternal especially if you like the first game i think it's fine that it's delayed what are you gonna do you're gonna complain sure go ahead and complain it won't do you any good all right This next story is really interesting. It comes to us from Silicon Era. Uh, Nintendo filed a patent actually back in June, uh, June 4th. They they filed this patent, but it just got uncovered about three days ago. Um, (laughs) This is very cool. They filed a patent for one of these things, which uh, here, I'll hold it up for the camera. Um, Now that I think about one of these things, this is these uh, weird things that you put on the side of your Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's got like the little the little wrist strap on it. If you're listening to the show, there's your explanation. Uh, but they they have one of these, and it has like a little stylus nub at the end. All right. So if you're looking at the picture, if you're watching on YouTube, then you can see it. If you're listening to the show, uh, go to the show notes and follow the link. Uh, we've got this little nub on the end. So you take this and you snap it onto the side of your Joy-Con, uh, the same way that you would anything else. And all it does, all it is, is a stylus, but um, this is very, very cool. With this stylus, it can vibrate in response in response to touching an object on the screen with it, which is very, very interesting. Like, so you can be dragging across and you can have haptic feedback with the stylus in your hand. Oh, hey, that's a thing that you're hitting with the stylus. That's really cool. On top of that, um, it has the ability to, as you're like, let me grab a Joy-Con, all right? So I'm sitting there holding holding the stylus in my hand, right? And as I'm drawing on the screen with it, it's not the most comfortable way to do it, but I can just hold down the button in order to get a thicker line that I, as I'm drawing on the screen, which is kind of cool. So as I'm drawing on the screen, I push down uh, a button on the stylus and it suddenly changes the thickness of the line that I'm drawing. Now, you might say, well, what what game is what game is that for? Well, Nintendo has been known to put out these these art games. I've seen them on the Wii U. I've seen them on, seen them on the um uh on the 3DS. My wife had uh uh I can't remember the name of it right now. But it's uh, it was a 3DS game where it would show you like the zoomed in version down 
on the lower screen. On the top screen, you could see the zoomed out version and you could just kind of draw. Oh, there you go. Yes. Johnny Link. Johnny Link just knows all the stuff. He's a he's a an encyclopedic uh, knowledge base. Uh, but Johnny Link in chat says Art Academy was fun on the Wii U DS. That's the game that I'm talking about. So uh, Art Academy. They also had like a Pokemon Art Academy uh, that you could play. Uh, and it was just a cool little drawing game. And I, I anticipate that with this coming out, I think that we'll probably end up getting an Art Academy game for the Nintendo Switch. It would also be useful for uh, Dr. Kawashima's brain training, which is coming out um, soon, I believe. Um and it would have also been useful for Super Mario Maker 2, but I think the Art Academy series is the the real place where you're going to find this to be incredibly cool and really, really useful. Now, we got, we got some games coming in 2020, and we don't know about many of them, but let's talk about the games that we do know about that are coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so th- these are these are games that are coming out in 2020. Now, first off, um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE Encore is out now. I... Okay, when I whenever I think of a JRPG, there are things about JRPGs that I love, like the systems, and then there are things about JRPGs that I can't stand... And that's all of the things that that makes it oh so Japanese. And I, I don't know if there's another way to say it. There's there's ways there there are games that are from Japan that have a certain Japanese ness to them that I find irritating. Fire Emblem is one of them. Uh and that's the kind of stuff that I don't like. Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp F E Encore from what I have seen of it, feels to me like somebody took all of the things about JRPGs that I don't like and just turned them up to 11. And that makes me not want to play it. But then I was talking to my buddy Lloyd. Lloyd does a Nintendo podcast called Nintendo Pulse. I think it's the longest running Nintendo uh, Nintendo podcast out there. Make sure you check it out. He's also my co-host on my Stadia podcast, StadiaCast. Uh, he was telling me that he's really having fun with it. And it makes me want to check it out because I, I trust his judgment on this. It's out now. I have not picked it up, but I might. And I, I'm worried that I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to hate it because of the the stuff that, about JRPGs that I just don't like. Anyway... What other, what other games are coming in 2020? Let's look at this. February 14th, Darksiders Genesis and Snack World. I don't know anything about Snack World. Uh, Darksiders Genesis, I have played and I have finished. That game is awesome. And uh, you're going to have a blast with Darksiders Genesis. Um, I have a review for that on my Stadia Cast um, YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube.com slash Stadia Cast. Make sure you check that out. Uh, I have a review of Darksiders Genesis, and uh, you know I'm sure it's going to be the same game on Switch, just not as nice looking. But it's a fantastic game. I had a lot of fun with it. February 20th, we've got Devil May Cry uh, 3. And then uh, March 6th, we've got the first part, or, or no, we've got uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team 
DX. I gotta get a, a more zoomed in version of this. There we go. There we go. That's better. Uh, although it's it's kind of off to the side. Let me see if I can... No, I can't make it. There we go. All right. Um, March 20th, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm very happy about a lot of the, de- de- the, the delays that have happened recently because that means that I'm going to have more time to play Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing. The first one that I ever played was New Leaf. My 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 family just we all were playing on our on our 3DSs and we had a lot of fun with it. Trials of Mana comes April 24th. Battle of Bikini Bottom re- Rehydrated, which is a remake, comes out on May 24th. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield Expansion Pass is June 2020, and then August 2020 for the second half of that. And then here are the games that are coming in 2020 that we don't know when. We've got Panzer Dragoon this winter. The Outer Worlds, which I've played on Xbox Game Pass. It's really, really good. Minecraft Dungeons comes in April. I'm very excited for that. I don't know why they didn't put that up here, but okay, that's weird. But Minecraft Dungeons is April 2020. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. I've talked about it on that show at, or on the show ad nauseum. I can't wait for that game. Very exciting. Uh, excited for that. Minecraft Dungeons, I, I know I just mentioned it, but that is basically a um, a Diablo clone in the Minecraft universe with the Minecraft theme of like you know blockiness and stuff like that. Doom Eternal, I just spent a whole bunch of time talking about that. No More Heroes Three, I don't care even a little. Bravely Default Two is coming out this year. Um, uh, Bravely Default is a fantastic JRPG, so I'm looking forward to more of it from Bravely Default. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Again, this is a remake. Again, we've had this game came out on the Wii. It then uh, was remade. Actually, didn't Xenoblade Chronicles come out before the Wii on something else? I can't remember. I think it did. Anyway, it was it was definitely on the Wii, but then it got ported to the 3DS, but uh, uh, only the new Nintendo 3DS, and now it's coming to the Switch. Uh, you know, everybody says it's such a great game. It didn't grab me as much as Xenoblade Chronicles 2 did, uh, but it's a really fun game. Um, Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I think that's all nine of the Lego Star Wars games all in one. I think that's a really good deal. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Fighters Pass 2, and then Deadly Premonition 2. And then they said, and that's not all. Uh, because we're going to get a Nintendo Direct soon, I think. I hope. It would be nice. Um, people in chat are saying, what about Assassin's Creed? Oh, they're, they meant to do... That was a joke. They didn't mean to say that. All right, thank you. Uh, anyway, there's a lot coming in 2020, and there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about. So we have a lot to look forward to, I think. All right, and then this is just for Vaxer in chat. Hey, what about Guild Wars 2 on the Switch? What do you think about that? It's never going to happen. Anyway, um, one last thing before we get out of here. <sighs> this looks awful to me. I'm not interested in this, but it's Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. It is basically a 3D version of the movie that uh, I guess is already... Like, I've never been somebody who's really been into uh, the Pokemon movies. I, I really liked... Um, what uh, What's the name of the damn movie uh, detective pikachu i thought i thought detective pikachu was fantastic uh i thought that that was really good but then we see uh this 
And it basically, they took the old movie, which I've never watched. I know that when my son was watching the Pokemon cartoons, I would usually sit with him and I would laugh at the hijinks that would ensue. And I found the art style of the old Pokemon movies and TV shows to be really, really charming. This doesn't seem charming at all. In fact, I think it looks kind of bad. I think the Pokemon look great, but but Ash looks looks bad. And overall, I just I think that this is going to be a lesser version of a really. Uh, I know that it's a movie that a lot of people love, and I just think this is this is not good. Uh, why are you remaking this? Just re-release the the old one in theaters, not three Dified. Now, I think that probably, oh my God, um, the the two kids that hang out with Ash, they also look terrible. Uh, I prefer the cartoon style. Does that mean it's going to be bad? No, it's pretty much the same movie shot for shot. So, it, like, how can it be bad? People already love this movie. I, I don't know that I've ever seen this movie. I just don't like the art style myself. Uh, and Vaxer in chat is saying something perfect. He says, not everything has to be 3D. I agree. Not everything has to be 3D. I think it looked better uh, before. Anyway, uh, if you want to check out the trailer for Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, uh, link in the show notes. All right. Become a part of the community. Join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp and get a hold of me through Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use the hashtag AskRJS, A-S-K-R-J-S. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. The music you're hearing right now is Cornaria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Uh, It's a great song. You guys are awesome. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.